Yo, what is up, chumps? Welcome back to the Fantasy Chumps podcast. Joining me, kind of same as last time, just the two of us, Nate, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We were just talking about uh, how much your brother was running, and (laughs) I didn't realize 20 miles in one I can't get over it, dude. I'm still thinking about it. I know. It's just so much yeah. time running. Yeah, he's a big runner. Yeah, it's it is pretty crazy. It's kind of psychotic a little bit, I think. But uh, yeah, twenty twenty miles. I, that might be from downtown Kansas City to Overland Park, honestly. So uh, that's that's a long ways to. That's a lot of distance to cover just with your feet. <laughs> I know. I was gonna say. I feel like I'd run out of places to run anyway. You know what's you know what's one thing I heard is I hear like NFL players they don't like run very far yeah they work on explosion so they'll run like 100 yards or you know however many and then stop and do yeah. that again that's so. that's something that's always kind of fascinated me is how different uh like sports and different athletes even in just football like how different positions train yeah and like get ready like i've listened to an interview actually recently with uh josh allen who's talking about how he like trains and you saying like all he really does is like he does some running, he does a lot of like flexibility stuff, does some like dumbbell like weights and whatever. But like uh-huh. other than that, all he does is deadlift, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. like his only like workout. And that's like what he's found to like keep him in his best shape and like still getting stronger, still maintaining like the muscle and weight he needs to. But like no risk of injury really. Yeah, he does the trap bar deadlift which is, I think, a little bit less risky and a little bit easier on your back and whatnot. But uh, it's kind of funny. That's extremely interesting. Yeah, Never and then you've, got, then you've got Tom Brady, who uh, he just does yoga. He does a Dude, lot of other things. He's got his whole program. Because uh, what's-his-face, Mahomes, he, he does a lot of, like, stretching and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the way it is. I wish I knew more about it. It's something that I kind of wanted to learn more about, but I just that's that's the functional strength training that they do is to just whatever they can to, especially those guys that are doing a repetitive motion over and over again, throwing yeah. the ball, just how you, you maximize the like longevity of those muscles there. So it's all pretty interesting. That is fascinating. Uh, well, but we're, we're not a we're not a strength training podcast we're a fantasy football podcast dude i was just gonna say that was the most surprising thing until we talked about the surprising teams of the nfl because we are going to talk about just nfl because i mean even nate john and i we just get stuck before after recording our fantasy podcast just talking about nfl stuff so we thought we'd try it out obviously everything comes with a little bit of fantasy knowledge too so just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as we discuss just real world um, fantasy things but or sorry NFL things but I'm just so used to it um who's the most surprising team in the NFL for you right now Mr. Bailey for me yes I think I have for the for better or worse what are we saying um no most 
surprising good team because next is uh, the negative. <laughs> oh. I think the most surprising good team, I don't know if you can call them good, but 2-0 and team, the New York Giants. I would have oh, never thought the Giants would have started off 2-0. and But um, yeah. it hasn't looked pretty at times, but they beat the reigning number one seed in the AFC and the Titans, and then they knocked off the uh, Carolina Panthers last week. Um, it's been close games, but I think they're playing to their strength and they're letting Saquon eat, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think I have to say the Chiefs. I mean, everybody dabbed them all offseason. I thought we weren't going to win a game. But, you know, we're still <laughs> pretty good. Beat the, the darling Chargers. And it's crazy that just, quarterback that they have is pretty good. He's kind of not What's his name again? Does. You know, I, I hear I hear a lot more about the guy on the Chargers who has a losing record as a starter. So, I, I don't know what to make of him. Uh, so, the Giants is a good one. I was actually going to talk about the Eagles, but I feel like that's not as surprising. So, I'm going to talk about the Dolphins. How about the Dolphins? Winning week one against the Patriots and then – going on the road to Baltimore and that huge fourth quarter comeback by Tua, Tyree Kill, sadly, and Jalen Waddell was probably the most surprising thing of the weekend outside of the Jets game. We'll get into that maybe. But I, I couldn't believe – like, I would honestly give Mike McDaniel coach of the year right now. <laughs> If he did that to that team already, the team last year under that coaching regime is not, even if you add Tyree Kill, they're not coming back from that game. They probably won't even score more than 14 points. That is amazing. Everybody doubted Tua, and he put on a show, which is great for him because I kind of like Tua. I feel bad for him, so good for Tua. Yeah, it was – insane i think we, we talked about this on the last episode a little bit but um i don't know what happened in that game to baltimore's defense but they just uh they disappeared um yeah. i don't know how they let that happen they let that happen too without the offense for baltimore turning the ball over yeah they just and it wasn't even it wasn't even like short field switch like position switches it was punts it was baltimore was picking up first downs and then having to punt the ball at like midfield, so Absolutely it was insane. it was crazy to watch. But um, this, that's good. I think it's good for the AFC East too. I mean, it it's going to be a, I mean, it's going to pose some challenges for the Bills. I think to to make it through the AFC East um, unscathed. Oh, but see. I don't know if Patriots and Jets are, uh... <laughs> but the Dolphins could absolutely beat the Bills potentially. Mm-hmm. But, well, kind of on the flip side, who's been your most disappointing team? And why is it everybody in the AFC South besides <laughs> the Jaguars? I'm just kidding. Who's actually your most disappointing team so far? Um, I mean, I had the Colts as the number one in the AFC South, so that's pretty disappointing so far. But I'm, I'm going to chalk that up a lot in part to injury. They've been plagued with injuries. They've had to, like, shut down practices a couple times just because mm-hmm. so many people are hurt and they can't go on. So um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this. Um, it's not a huge surprise because we saw it, but the Cincinnati Bengals are yes! 0 
and they lost to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys. They lost to Cooper Rush and Mitch Trubisky. What did we tell you? Gosh, I love being right because they're such frauds. Go ahead, Nate. No, that's got to be my most surprising one. Super Bowl – what do you even call them? Super Bowl bid from the AFC? Yeah, runner-up. So, the AFC champions last year, Cincinnati Bengals, start off 0-2 and, and like, an ugly 0-2 also. I mean, they were one extra point away in the final seconds from winning week one, but they should have (laughs) never been in that position to begin with. I mean – Joe Burrow threw like four picks, I think. So if, if that was against like the Chiefs or the Bills, they would have had to start that in the third quarter. And it's, I mean, this is through two weeks. They've looked very bad through two weeks, but mm-hmm. they didn't really start out hot last year. They got hot at the very end of the season and uh, really didn't lose until the Super Bowl. So, um, I mean, I think they'll still be good. I think they're going to compete for the number one seed out of the AFC North. Um, so they're, they're okay. But, uh, yeah, Bengals have got to be my most disappointing team so far. Do you know? What say you? Well, before we move on, I have a question. Do you know what the pace is for Joe Burrow's sack total projection right now? I'm, so I would say he probably got, he probably got sacked four times each game sure what's he on what's he on pace for Layton's walking yeah. around the room right now oh dude he's on pace to get sacked 111 times this season <laughs> remember how all off season we heard about oh they revamped their offensive line <laughs> I, I, okay this is not like a rant on the Bengals and how much they were overhyped from last year I truly start to think those are Joe Burrow's fault. Everything I listen to says he tries to make a big play every time. And so a lot of people said he's hung on to the ball too long. Um, granted, not all his fault, not all offensive line's fault, but like he doesn't get the ball out fast. Like Tom Brady never gets sacked because he throws it in a second because it's just how Tom Brady plays. Joe Burrow hangs on to the ball a long time, and he doesn't have, like, the escapability of, like, a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or anything. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Um, again, I listened to an interview with Joe Burrow a while back. It's the same one I was talking about with Josh Allen. He was interviewed by Chris Sims, who I actually really like a lot. I think he gets some good interviews with players. But, um, yeah, Joe Burrow was talking about it, and he was getting asked – because he got sacked a lot last year and in the playoffs, especially oh, yeah. against the Titans. He got sacked like six times, seven times. Yes, seven something. times. And uh, so they were, he was getting asked about that, and Burrow even admitted, he was like, you know, a lot of those are my fault. A lot of those come on third down when I'm, like, doing whatever I can to extend the play because we don't – we want to pick up a first down, so, like, I'm okay taking that sack sometimes. So, like, the offensive line's gotten a lot of heat for letting me get sacked so much, but some of those are on me, but I would be interested. I don't even know how you'd find this out, but interested to see how many of those have come on third down and how many have come on first and second down. So that's kind of where you can maybe draw the line on whose fault it really is. It's it's interesting. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. 
would say my most disappointing team so far is actually the Rams. Um, they're one and one. They played terrible against the Bills, and they didn't even look good against the Falcons. Like they were up big, and they let them come back. But against the Falcons, like no, they almost the, lost. They almost lost the game. Like no offense to Falcons fans, but I just feel like you can't do that. So. That's kind of where my most disappointing team is because I think everybody was thinking they'd have a big another year under their belt, especially coming off the Super Bowl win. So definitely most disappointing. But Nate, if you had to pick, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I had an honorable mention too. Um, Go. This team kind of got a lot of buzz during the off season. there was a little reunion of a college wide receiver with his college quarterback. Um, so, yeah, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are 0-2. A lot of people had picked them <laughs> to win the division. The Looking AFC at you, West. Rich Eisen. <laughs> and they are 0-2, and they just lost to the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, who um, I thought they were maybe on track to be one of the bottom three teams in the NFL after – their first six quarters of play through this season. So, yes. Um, I think that's that's an honorable mention, too. Um, it's not somebody that's disappointed me at all. They've actually really pleasantly surprised me with how bad they've been. So, um, but that's just something I, a little honorable mention I wanted to slip in there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. It's the Raiders. I love it. <laughs> Spending all that money just to be 0-2 and probably have no chance of making the playoffs. So who would you say is, would you say right now is the best team in the NFL? I mean, you can go first, but just to kind of set you up, it's not a very long list if you're asking me. No. No, I I think there's – really, I'll say there's four teams, but I'll go with two. I'll go with one from the AFC and one from the NFC. Um, I'll say my AFC is a pretty easy pick. Um, I'm choosing this one because I don't think you would. It's the Buffalo Bills. I think what we've seen from them through the first two weeks has been pretty impressive. And it's been very impressive offensively. I think Josh Allen's looked good. I think that offense is going to cause a lot of problems. I, I don't really know how you stop them with his running ability. Um his ability to create plays in split in space. Those receivers are looking really good. I mean, they just 40 balled the Titans without Gabe Davis. They did it with basically just Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. So that's something to be a concern, but I think the biggest story from there so far has been the defense in the pass rush, especially. I think they were kind of a fraud defensive defensive one unit last year. They were uh, – PFF may have had them as the number one defense through the regular season, but it didn't yeah. really feel like it and it didn't really look like it. Um, but I think this this defense is actually legit right now. Khalil Mack – or not – wait. No, no, no. Khalil Mack's on charter. Von Miller. Von Miller. Yes, yes. Yeah, Von Miller. I was like, Von Miller's Miller. looked really good. No, Von Miller's looked amazing. Um, who else did they add? They added somebody else on the – On the line. defense? Yeah, On the D-line, no, actually, Von Miller was the guy because they have a lot of players that just kind of rotate. Yeah. They have, like – okay, so Von Miller's 
set him aside. They have a lot of like B minus edge rushers. Mm-hmm. They have like six of them. They have like Gregory Rousseau, who they drafted. They have Boogie Basham, who they drafted. They have, I think Jerry Hughes is still on the team. Um, go Frogs. But he is also on the edge. So they kind of were just rotating a lot of those players. Um, and when you when you have a lot of like just guys that are like above average, but, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really move the needle a ton. So... Yeah, um, I would say they've been impressive. And then I think from the NFC, you've got to put the Bucks up there. Um, offense has looked honestly abysmal so far. Um, <laughs> they really haven't yeah. gotten anything going with uh, the runner pass game. I mean, Wonder Fournette's looked pretty good. Just hasn't really – I don't think he's put any touchdowns on the board yet. Um, Mike Evans is going to be out next week. But the defense has looked so good. I mean, the defense has given up, what, like 15 points total through the first two weeks or something? It's been insane. Yeah, who, who so, they <laughs> the Cowboys and the Saints. So we didn't see a lot of points coming from those groups anyways. And the starting quarterback of the Saints is? 30 for 30 James, himself. James Winston with how many broken bones in his back? Holy yeah, I didn't hear about that until after. Yeah, that was wild. It's uh it was weird. But anyway, yeah, my my best team, I guess I'll do one from each conference since Nate did. My best team so far in the NF, NFC, I would have to say is the Eagles. I know they haven't played they played the Lions, they played the Vikings. The Vikings are really good and they looked so much better than them. If the Eagles played the Bucks, I don't know who'd win. Cause, but to me, the Eagles look like the most complete team so far through two weeks, and they look consistent. Like it's not like they're just they're just outscoring everybody. It's not like their defense is carrying them like the Bucks. They're they've been pretty consistent, so I've been pretty impressed with them. And then for the AFC, I'm gonna uh, stick with the Chiefs because we just beat. I thought the AFC West champions preseason, the Chargers. So, um, and then, you know, which the Chargers are a good team. Like, I, I'm not I'm not sure. But they're a top five team in the NFL, and we beat them. And the other team we played who just beat the Raiders, we beat them by, like, 30 points. So, well, it was, like, 20. But, you know, we technically beat the Chargers by 10 points. You, you know, they got a last-second touchdown. You know, that was a good drive when Herbert was hurt. But, you know, it's – and all the points count, of course. But those would be my top two teams. But let's kind of roll this into my next question, Nate, is uh, how many teams as of right now – and, again, it's only week two, but it's our job to overreact. How many teams would you say are capable of winning the Super Bowl right now? Um, That's a very good question. I think – would say with what we've seen so far this is tough I mean I'm I'm just gonna put out that I do think the Bucks are capable of winning the Super Bowl that's my one team from the NFC that I think really has a chance um I think that offense could is the offense will get there like it's just gonna happen Leonard Fournette's a good running back Mike Evans and Chris Godwin will be back on the field at some point 
Um, and Julio Jones, when he's healthy, he's honestly looked pretty good. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be probably competing with the Eagles to come out of the NFC. I think mm-hmm. the Bucks win that just with their defense. Um, but then I think there's a handful of teams from the AFC that could win. I'm gonna just gonna say there's three teams from the AFC. I think it's Bills, Bills, Chiefs, and Chargers. You stole um, all mine. Well, okay. I mean, I think, I think you could also maybe put the Ravens in there. That was kind of the one I was gonna do right before I jumped to the, to the Chargers. Uh, I, it's just gonna be competitive. It's so early still, yeah. and. I mean, we have a couple teams that are sitting here 2-0, and but Chiefs are 2-0. and We both think the Chiefs are really good. We may even think that they're the number one team in the NFL right now, but they have a brutal schedule going forward. They're kind of getting, you know, a little bit lucky with some unfortunate injuries on the Colts that we thought was going to be a really tough matchup. Um, don't take it for granted, of course, but, I mean, they have a lot of good quarterbacks that they're going to have to play the rest of the season. So nothing's a guarantee there. Um, I just yeah. think whoever comes out of the AFC, though, is going to be the more seasoned team to make it through and win the Super Bowl. I also think, yeah, like you said, all the good teams we're going to play will actually just help the Chiefs later on. So mm-hmm. I agree with those five. I think the Chargers, you know, I was tempted to go on a little rant and say the Chargers can't do it because of Herbert. I, is this a hot take? Is Justin Herbert going to be a more glorified um, – is he the next Dan Marino? Because I don't know. Do you, do you know how many Super Bowls Dan Marino won? Did he win one? He didn't Zero. win a single one. Because obviously we all think Justin Herbert's talented. I just – and I'm not trying to sound like a Chiefs homer when I say this – I don't know if he has that, like, it factor. Because, like, he's obviously insanely good, really talented, but he just, like, he doesn't pull out these wins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, Mahomes has played bad before. And then, like, in the third to fourth quarter, he'll just, like, go and win. Like, Joe Burrow did it in the playoffs twice, you know. Josh Allen, we've seen him do it a couple times. It's like... You know, even Brady, to his credit, has done it a couple of times. It's like these guys, very small few have, when they're not playing good, when their team's not playing their best, they still find a way to win. And mm-hmm. we talked about this after the Chiefs-Chargers game. We didn't think the Chiefs played their best game, right? Would you probably say like a below average game for us? Definitely. But we still won, right? So like that's kind I of... I mean, the- we, we won. We were up 10 with like a minute to go. Like, it was a two-possession yeah. game with a minute to go. Which is, like, what I'm saying. And I don't know. I, I get worried about Herbert. Maybe it's the coach. Maybe it's the way they're trying to use him. But, like, when a guy that talented has a losing record as a start, like, come on. I, I know it's not all at the quarterback. I get it. It's a very team sport. But you're under 500. Like, mm. You got to do it this year or, like – because if he doesn't do it this year, they're going to pay him, like, next offseason or the one after him. Their window's gone, I think. It's so. – I I think so. I think Mahomes has had 
four matchups against the Chargers so far that he's actually played in. Uh-huh. And I would say he's had a below average game in three of those. I don't think he anyway. played that great in the first one where we beat where the Chiefs beat them in overtime when uh, Tyrod hit his lung punctured in the in the yes. training room. I, I don't think he played great there. I don't think he played great in uh, last season's um, one in Arrowhead, where we actually where the Chiefs lost. Yeah, um, he played pretty well in Las Vegas in that overtime win, and he honestly didn't play great in the game uh, last Thursday. But like you have been saying, he's he does the things to win and put the team in a position to win. Mahomes has made game winning plays. Herbert lost the game for his team on a 99-yard pick six. Right. And, like, this isn't like a Josh Allen in the divisional round last year where his defense couldn't hold the Chiefs for 13 seconds, right? This is, like, multiple instances. Even in those three games you mentioned, he's gone one and two against the best team in the division. And this isn't like a Chiefs, like, woohoo, we're so great. I'm just – if I was a Chargers fan, I'd be worried. Like, this is easily the most talented team you have. I've heard people argue it's the most talented team in the NFL. And I, On paper, I think you can definitely make that argument. This, that defense is legit. I was not expecting it. I had heard a lot going into that game on oh, Thursday. Yeah. Didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I didn't know if we were past Khalil Max Prime, which we might be, but that dude can still okay. ball. And lining up across from Joey Bose is not that bad. He's pretty good football, too. So, I mean, they, they're they a good team. Um, Derwin James is unbelievable. That dude was Jason all Jackson. over the field. So Jason good. Jackson was good, but got burned by Justin Watson. Justin Watson. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I, it's, it, like, it is something to be concerned about. I think on paper they have no excuses this year. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of buzz, as they should. I mean, I think when you have a team like that and a roster like that, I think you should have that pressure and the expectation to make it deep into the playoffs and possibly contend for a Super Bowl. If And if that if the quarterback is what everybody's making it up to be, I don't think there's any excuse to, to not live up to those expectations. But no. somehow they continue to do so, and they did on Thursday night when they had a prime opportunity to really take a commanding hold of the AFC West. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I've also been disappointed in the Broncos just by the way they looked. I didn't want to make this an AFC West podcast. So um, <laughs> you said you wanted to check in on our divisional predictions. Um, yeah. You know? Well. While I'm pulling these up, Layden, would you be able to uh, – do you have a front runner so far for MVP in the NFL? Oh, MVP. Um, I mean, are you talking about who I would pick or who I think is the front Just through, through, through two weeks, who do you think is the front runner? Who I think it is. Okay. Yep. That's different because the front runner is Josh Allen by the media yep. and everybody who votes. That's that's not even a, a question. But mm-hmm. if you're talking about just MVP in general, I mean, I think I again, this is a little bit biased. I think it's Mahomes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, I'm also a little biased. I get that. And then, yeah, I'd probably say 
I'd probably say Mahomes would be mine. And then Josh Allen. But one guy I'm going to give you a sneak. Or do you want to go first and I can give you my sneak pick? No, or go like for my, it. Give me your my sneak. sneaky pick is if the Eagles keep it up, dude, and Jalen Hurts keeps playing like he is. I'm not saying he should be the MVP, but if he gets brought up in those discussions, don't be surprised. He's looked really good so far. I know it's well. I hate to to burst your bubble on your sneak pick, but Jalen Hurts is the uh, third favorite right now based off these odds. So we've got Josh Allen at plus 250, Patrick Mahomes at plus 400, Jalen Hurts at plus 750, and Justin Herbert at plus 850. That's how it's shaken out so far, Um, which that would have been in some unreal value at the beginning of the year if you could have gotten Jalen Hurts. Um, I do have a bet on Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. Uh, I got that in before the season started, but – We'll see about it. But, um, yeah, let's get into some of these lines if we can. The I'm MVP just going to throw – Is it Judd? Sorry. I Yeah, I don't understand the voting system for that. It's but, um, all right, I'm going to give you some of the more marquee matchups from the weekend, uh, okay. give you the lines on that. So I think the big game that a lot of people are going to be watching, which I don't know how it's a noon game, but <laughs> the Bills at the Miami Dolphins. Two and O teams out of the AFC East. Um, the line right now is set at Miami Dolphins plus five and a half. Um, oh, over man. under fifty three and a half. I hate that line because, like, mm-hmm. that's where are they playing at? Um, they are playing in Miami. Okay, because if you can get a five and a half point home team you kind of almost just want to ask like it doesn't really matter who they're playing but the bills could also easily beat them by like two touchdowns mm-hmm. colin cowherd whatever you think of him i think the best analysis i've ever heard of a team is how he describes the buffalo bills he says they're like mike tyson they have a great knockout punch and then they just kill you or they're you know they just kind of like, eh, you know, like they yeah. just kind of sputtered to a uh, to a loss. You know, mm-hmm. they're either hot or cold. Obviously, they've been they were cold for I think the first half of the Rams Bills game, but since then they've been really hot. So, yeah, no, I don't. I think I'm liking the Bills on that one. I haven't seen nearly enough from Miami to make me feel comfortable with them meeting the bills, even if it's a home game. I think mm-hmm. I'm seeing this. I'm, I honestly think the bills could win this like 34 to like 20 or something. Yeah. I, I would, That's, I'm not going to bet on it. No, if I, I could. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, other one, Layton, that I feel like you're going to get pretty into uh, Detroit lions at the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Line set at Vikings minus six. What are you no. thinking? Uh, I would take Detroit plus six just because I think their offense is really good, so I trust them to score points, but I would not touch that. Yep. Um, I'm probably not either. I think, I think I'm probably not touching this game. If I had to, I might go with Detroit, though. I might even go with the over at 53 and a half. I feel like that feels pretty good. Um, but 
the next one to get into, we've got what I feel like is going to be a gross game. Um, it's a 325 kickoff for Central Time. But uh, Green Bay Packers at the Tampa Bay Bucks. The line wow. is set at Tampa Bay minus one and a half. Oh, um, over Tampa under 42. Yep. I think I'm taking Tampa as well. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, so nothing new happened on Thursday night. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the Bucs are the much more complete team here. I think it's going to be really low scoring. I honestly think it's probably going to be like a 21 to, to like 13 or something. It's a field goal game. Yeah, it's a field goal game. But, um, yep, so then we've got – let's get the Sunday night game knocked out. So, we've got the return of Jimmy G, the 49ers at the Broncos. Broncos at home plus one and a half. No. I would take the 49ers. I think I'm taking the 49ers as well. I, I told this to you, Layden. I trust 49ers – fantasy players i think and just for betting purposes i trust them way more with jimmy garoppolo than i did uh trey lance i agree i think I, mean, I just think you you know exactly what you're getting you can think jimmy g can ha- just manage a game to where the 49ers can can beat the broncos um yeah, i think on the flip side though this could be i mean We'd be three weeks into the season now. This could be the point where we see the Broncos kind of maybe figure some things out offensively, maybe learn that they have a really talented running back in Javante Williams and just give no, him the ball until his legs fall off. I mean, that uh, that seems like a pretty good plan. Seems like it's a little bit better than uh, Russell Wilson um, doing whatever he's been doing. Um, but it hasn't looked good in Denver Uh Really hasn't looked great in San Francisco either so far, but I think I like that for a for a Sunday night matchup. Um, the Monday night game is honestly not too great, but uh, I think if I was going to ha- – Layton, do you want to give a lock of the week? Um, I know you probably don't have the board pulled up in front of you. but I um, actually. Um, what, what are the Chiefs? What's Chiefs-Colts? The Chiefs, Chiefs are minus six and a half on the road at the Colts. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to take (laughs) – I think I'm going to take the Rams on the road actually at Arizona. The Rams are minus three and a half. So that's a 325 game. Um, I think the Cardinals got a little bit of momentum coming off the win last week, but I really don't think it should have happened. Um, Las Vegas kind of gave it to them, let them back in there – in the game, I think the Rams are have not played up to their capabilities yet. I think it's a divisional matchup, and they'll show up for that one. So, yeah, um, I think I like Rams minus three and a half. But I'm honestly probably taking over on the Detroit Minnesota game if I could over fifty three yeah. and a half, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, but well, but yeah, did you got you got anything else for us? No, I think that's it. Go ahead, close this out, man. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. This was our little uh, NFL recap. This was fun. I kind of, like Leighton said, this is what we do for, you know, 50 minutes to 90 minutes before we hop on a podcast <laughs> and just talk about all the everything that's going on in the NFL. It's fun for us to do, but I kind of, it's fun to 
let everybody else participate in it too. So it'd be fun if you let us know what you're thinking, if you've got any uh, disappointing teams or maybe NFL MVP locks or future bets that you Ooh. want to throw out there. Locks. Please let us know. I'm, I'm all ears. It's been a rough yeah. week last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram, fantasy underscore chumps, DM us. Well, your thoughts are so far for the uh, NFL season. I don't want to hear from Josh saying the Lions are winning the Super Bowl. Other than that, everything else is all good. <laughs> all right. Well, have it. Thank you, guys. Good luck this weekend in fantasy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.